Hey everyone, it's Merit. Uh, we've been trying a lot of really cool stuff here at Stamien over the past summer. Uh, we put together a track month at our other show, Dad Feelings, where we had a bunch of great guests on to talk about all these different Star Trek dads. If you haven't checked that out yet, it's there waiting for you whenever you get a chance. And, you know, the reason we've been able to do that stuff is because of your support. And your support looks like a lot of different things to us. Um, it does look like, you know, Patreon dollars, of course, but there's a lot of non-monetary ways that you all support us as well. So this month we're doing something called tentatively Staming Support Month. And basically uh, what we want you all to do is to go to staming.vip, not staming.vip.com, just staming.vip. And what you're going to find there are a bunch of non-monetary ways that you can support us and our shows. Um, and so there are three main things you're going to find there. There's going to be a sign up for a newsletter, which is going to be your source for all info staming moving forward. There's going to be a demographic survey, and there's going to be a link to do uh, Apple Podcasts rating and reviews, which are so, so helpful to us. All of those things are things that you can do that don't cost you anything if you want to support our shows. Alongside that, we do have a goal for this month of 700 patrons. Uh, total on our Patreon. So not 700 new ones. Uh, we're at about 500 right now. So that's an increase of about 200. So patrons provide the base funding for the show and they always have. Um, and even even as we're exploring outside sponsorships, you all are going to allow us to make content that you know some sponsors won't necessarily want to pay for. Um, and so you're always really going to be the core of the show. Um, we really do appreciate, you know, every dollar on there does make a difference. If you think, um, oh, I don't want to, you know, just sign up for a dollar a month, like, please, it uh, it really is, like, meaningful um, in a way that may not seem like it from your end, but that does add up. Um, this is really the, the heart of the network is, is you all uh, supporting us, and we are so, so grateful for that. Um, so please do head over to stamine.vip for more info on all of this stuff. And all this month, we're going to be having uh, great returning guests that you all really love. And we hope that you will head over again to staming.vip and, uh, and check out all the stuff that is going on for Support Month. Thanks. Hello. Hey, Merit. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It is the end of Friday. Uh, it is. <laughs> and I feel like cliche Friday end of day feelings. Oh my God. We never record on, for some reason we tend to record earlier in the week. So this is like a special like Friday, just like good vibes, just like island feeling, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, <laughs> just like all that stuff, just all those good, good Friday feelings. It won't be filled um, with hashtags. all the stress and tension that normally the show is filled with. It's normally a very tense atmosphere on this show. <laughs> it's normally like a hard-hitting, biting <laughs> political commentary. People are at each other's throats. It's recorded yeah, just... on a Sunday night, so everyone's really stressed out. <laughs> filled with lies and hypocrisies. And... Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. No, none of that today. Yeah, yeah, no, not today, though. Today, <laughs> you can get out of here stress and... All of the various goings on of the American government, get out of here. We don't oh, need God, to hear we, about that. 
but <laughs> we, we just had we just had a um so our it's like it's our interns last week and so we we surprised her with um with brownies and you know it's always like a thing when you're interning where you don't get to you know like you're you're thinking and feeling things and you get to say them but like less and then when you say goodbye it's always like a nice time and like people are listening and we were it was just like that feeling and um and so we were talking to Sharina and she was talking about like what she's playing next. And then Alex Goldman, my coworker, who's like the most from another planet person, he was just like, he was like, Rents Previous just resigned like, right in the middle. <laughs> of course, we're recording this somewhat in advance. So by the time this comes out, uh, Rents Previous may be dead, um, <laughs> for all we know. 20 um, other people will have, um, <laughs> will have filtered through that job. Absolutely, yeah. Anthony Scaramucci will have been married and divorced several times. <laughs> and he'll have been president once. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Well, no. um, yeah, it's been we're, we're putting all that behind us right now because it's it's Friday and we're going to just um, decide which seat to get in of the car, even though clearly someone is sitting in the front seat. So you are going to have to chill in the back seat, Rebecca Black. Um, but, uh, what, do you have any plans for this weekend? Like you are, you're, you're almost like, I mean, like I said, we're retiring, we're recording this in the past, but you are almost taking a vacation soon. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I'm so, I know like I'm worried about, I've been like trying not to talk about it because like other people's vacations, but I'm, we we're right now it's Friday and we're, we just put out an episode of the show and then we're going to put out the second part of that episode next Wednesday. And when that's over, we're just all going to, we're sort of like constantly making it and like, we're, we're just going to break. Um, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so, I don't even know how to picture it. Like I just, it feels, and I like, I love my job and I love being here, but it feels like, I feel exactly the way you feel when you're a kid and it's like June 1st and you've got like one more week. Like I, I, I had forgotten that feeling. There's this one time when I was like, it was like the last day of school and it was, <laughs> I was like, it was like sixth or seventh grade. And I remember walking out and somebody was playing schools out for summertime on a boom box. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was like the first time I heard this song. And I was like, this is really the moment that we're in. And like, that is how I feel right now. You could not, I could not be talking to you in like a nicer moment. I'm so glad to catch you in that like elusive summertime feeling because yeah, like unless you're a teacher, I guess, um, you don't really get that as an adult. No. You're sort of like, especially if you're doing work where you're just like, you know, either just like sort of working from home or you could always be working kind of. You could always be doing research or whatever. Um, I'm someone you, who has a hard time with that. Do you still have the thing? What do you mean? You have a hard time not – do you have a hard time not working or you have a hard time with the fact that you're never going to have another summer vacation that is like pure and young? I mean all of it. But – um I have only recently started to get a little better at keeping a schedule because I don't have an office. And I think when you have an office, you can be like, I work at the office and I don't work at home. But when you don't, it's like, I need to organize my life somehow, or I'm just going to be constantly in this like nether zone of like sort of working, but sort of feeling bad about how much work I'm not doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... (sighs) Yeah, I very, very, very much relate to that. It sucks. It sucks. It's like, <sighs> yeah, 
Do you are you do you feel like you're getting better at it? Like managing it? I, I'm getting a little better. I started using this software called OmniFocus, which What's OmniFocus? It's like if you look at like the list of like to do apps, it's just like the one for like super type A people who are like using that like getting things done method, who are just like just really energetic, which I am not really any of those things, but I want to be. Um, yeah. so I'm trying to just go through the motions of being that kind of person and hoping that that will just like manifest it like the secret, I guess. Um, and it could happen. Yeah, it's, it could happen. But, um, big shout out to my friend, Henry Faber, who has sort of been pushing me to do this for years at this point. But, um, so now is I have like a schedule. Works? He is. Yeah. I mean, he does so much that he has to, um, if he doesn't, his life would fall apart. Right. So wait, so you have a schedule. So what is like... Meaning you're like, these are the blocks of time where I do work. These are at this point I clock out like just like that kind of thing. Yeah, basically, it's a little more complex than that in that I have like contexts for different kinds of work. So I'm like, from this time to this time, I'm writing. It doesn't matter what I'm writing as long as I'm working on things that are writing projects or like this time of the day, I am sending emails and making phone calls. And that could be on any number of projects. Um, So I'm just kind of like grouping types of things together and then organizing them according to like projects so it's like i have a system it's started to work out i've started doing it about two weeks ago and um i do feel like i'm getting more done and i'm able to be like okay end of the day like five o'clock i'm done i'm not like pushing everything off to the next day and feeling bad about it i'm just like if i did if i worked during those times that's fine God, I have like a stomach ache just thinking. And I'm I feel like I'm not in horrible life debt right now. I probably am, but just that the sliding feeling, you know, like the like yeah. you're trying to walk on ice feeling. Uh yeah. I always adapt other people's systems and then they like don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Have you tried the know. have you tried the the famous Seinfeld method? Wait, what's that? The chain no, I don't even know about this. Oh, um, well, it's basically just, um, God, what is it? It's like you, you do an X on a calendar when you do a thing. And then um, basically, if you don't love me now, then you'll never love me again. Um, and you you never break the chain, basically, is the whole point of, of that. And that is what oh. the Fleetwood Mac song is about, is this sort of uh, method of getting things done where um, <laughs> you just want an unbroken chain of Xs on your calendar. Oh. That does actually kind of work for me. That is actually like I I like logging stuff. Like I don't mm. feel like I can like organize ahead of time, but I'll be like I did it. And yeah, no, I'm very motivated by the chain. Like very, 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 very. And I feel like a superstitious feeling. Like I don't have a lot of faith in like who I'm going to be in the future, or like like I don't have faith in the other you know temporal versions of me. So I'll <laughs> I, I'm like you have to keep doing it because the second you stop. Not only will you stop doing this, but, like, you'll stop doing anything and, like, your life will fall. Like, I very much feel like I'm just, like, perched on the edge of, like, a very slippery slope all the time. <laughs> so that totally works. It totally works. Oh, my God. That's a little stressful. It's really stressful. It's horrible. Um, it's not good. It's not good. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel, like, very lucky. I don't know. It's, like, deadline work is, it's stressful, but it's good because you're, you're, um, it's like you're, you're like, you're constantly hitting these like checkpoints that, that like, like I think that's the only thing that makes anything work is like, you're just like, well, like we're going to have to make a show. We're going to have to write the thing, whatever. Like, I think that's the only thing 
You know what I mean? Like people yeah. who are able to do like long-term ambitious self-directed projects that aren't constantly benchmarked. I'm like, man, it would be cool to have that kind of brain. Oh, for sure. Like when people write novels, I'm just like, how how did you do that? Like how did that how did you fit that into your brain? Yeah, and how did you, and like and maybe this is like a, not a cool thing to admit about yourself, but like also just working on something for a long time without the ability for anybody to ever react to it along the way, like to say it's good or to say it's bad, but you're just like, no, you know, like, oh God, it's so scary. It's so scary. And it's also like how a lot of worthwhile stuff does get made. It's <laughs> true. Like that, it's true. It's, it's hard. I think once you get used to those constant hits of like reaction, it's really hard to work on something that um, you don't get those as often. Yeah. Oh God. No. Yeah, but this is stressful. We're we're I know we're, 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 we're slid supposed to... to be in yeah in, on the island. So, um, are, what are your plans for my plans. for your break? What, um, what have you been itching to do that you're gonna like finally do? Honestly, one of the things is I want to play video games with you. Hell I, like, yes, Overwatch. Like finally, yeah, let's do it. I got a PS4. Uh, they added a new guy. Wait, which is a new guy? Well, I don't know how long it's been since you played. They had added two new people since I stopped, but they, ju- those are, I'm not familiar. You told me a little bit about two of them and I don't, I, those are after my time too. I was there like sort of in the beginning, but I didn't get good. No, I'm not great either, but I feel like I'm getting a little better. And it is just like, I'm telling myself that I'm not going to let it go the way of every multiplayer game I play where I just end up getting furious because I feel like if I'm playing it with other people, then it's just like we're hanging out. Um, yeah. And I don't you know what care. Was... Did you ever play the game? It was a PS4 game that was like last year where it's like four people hunting a monster. And oh. either you're the monster or the four people. Uh, I have heard of it. There were ads all over like Penn Station for it a while ago. I remember like maybe a year or two ago. Um. Yeah, it, I, I I remember that. I think it kind of flopped, but I was playing it, and it was like kind of the worst game for those feelings of like, like if I had had friends <laughs> who played it, <laughs> it would have been different. But like that norm, like it sucks to lose in multiplayer games, and it it's like such a it's so hard not to feel competitive. And in this game, it was like you know one out of every four rounds, it was literally like you're a monster who's <laughs> fleeing and hiding from like coordinated humans, and it was like. It was so stressful. I would, like, dread playing it, but then it was, like, the game I was playing, so, like, I kind of had to play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Ugh, anyway. It's tough. But you're not going to do it with Overwatch. It's not... I feel like we keep trying to get away from stress. Not going, this but... time. <laughs> Last time I played it, I rage quit so hard that I uninstalled it and deleted my PSN account, so... Um, what was driving you crazy? Just, um... Just, like, going into a match and losing and going into another match and losing and just, like... I think part of it is like, I don't know, like it was, I realized at at the time it was like, okay, why am I doing this? Because like when I win, I'm like, like when I'm playing it, I'm like tense. When I lose, I get like really upset. And when I win, I, that, that tenseness temporarily abates. But like, if I just didn't play it at all, I would be like, just, I would be fine. Like in this base state. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I I do really like it, though. It's, like, really 
fun. And like, um, I think a big part of it is like, I didn't talk to my team ever because they're like randos and I'm not going to like do that. And I, a big part of it because it's team based is communication. So like, yeah, I feel like I would do a lot better if I were actually talking to the people I were playing with, but I'm not going to do that unless they're friends. So we have to, right. we have to get on that. They've added. Yeah. They have added a bunch of people. So who's the newest person? The newest person uh, is named Doomfist of the New England Doomfists. <laughs> and uh, he is this like, he's a large man with, um, he's like this this Nigerian guy with this huge robot arm. Um, like... If you ever played like a Warhammer game, it looks like a power fest from like a space marine. It's just like this big punchy arm. I don't know if he has a real arm inside of it. I can't really tell. Um, But he punches people with it. And he's sort of like a street fighter too. Like in that he has like a lot of lines about like, like it seems like he would be like a street fighter character because he's like jumping around, doing uppercuts, um, all that kind of stuff. So he's, but he's like a heavy. He's like big and slow, and then like he's an like offense guy. Okay. So because he can like dash, he's not actually that slow. He can like dash around with his punching because it's a robot, so it has jets on it. Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they've added a bunch of people. They added him. They added this hacker named Sombra who like Ooh. hacks people, sort of. Um, it's that sounds like probably my kind of like. I like the characters that are always like. Did you ever play, like, original Team Fortress? I played it, like, a minute of it. Oh, God. You could be—the spy character in that was, like, very devious. Like, there was just, like, you could do things in that game that I think weren't normal for games at that time. So it was—you could be very tricky. You could, like, pretend to be dead, and then <laughs> people would, like, walk past you, and you'd, like, jump out of, out of pretending to be death and, like, stab them in the back. It was really, really fun. But any character where you can, like— where it's like a word involves kind of I'm not that good, but I like tricking people. Yeah. So if there's a tricking people character, I'm kind of there. I yeah, I love that stuff. Um, and then I get furious when people do it to me. I'm like, how oh. dare you come up from behind me? <laughs> I wasn't looking there. How do you expect me to see that? That is not fair. Um, yeah, but they added her. They added this. Um, older Egyptian woman named Anna, who is the sniper. Um, and they added this four-legged robot named Orisa, who is like, um, just like this four-legged, like weird robot that was built by a child and has become my favorite character. Um, how, how come? Uh, just like partly the play style. It's a lot of just like putting shields down to like block, like to protect your friends. Um, and just like laying down fire. Um, so I, I like playing the tank classes because they feel like, um, easy to do okay with because you're just protecting other people. Um, you're not like getting up in people's grills necessarily, but also she has an emote where, uh, she sits down and in order to do that, she does like the cat thing of like turning around a few times and then like folding (laughs) her legs in and then just like. (gasps) looking around with her eyes just like in this like little like basically her face is like um that like emoticon or like uh smiley that's like the two upwards triangles with like yeah a line in the middle um so it's very cute it's like very very good i feel like part of the thing that you like about overwatch that makes me like overwatch more is like i i don't think i'd ever stop to think about how 
the characters are just really weird. Like they're weird and like more in- interesting than like I don't know. It's not like there's the big soldier and then there's like a medic person. <laughs> I, mean, like, no, there's, like, I mean, TF2's characters were like pretty interesting for the time. Um, and they yeah. still, I still like the designs on them. Um, but yeah, no, Overwatch, they're just like, and some of them, they, I think they kind of missed uh, the mark on a bit. But like, there are some really cool, weird dudes in that game. Yeah, I really, it's like, it feels like a thing where if you spent time with the people that made it, they have... Like they, like they, you know, we're, we're from the outside. You're like, this is sometimes good and sometimes bad, but it's like interesting. But if you were, if you were in the room, they'd be like, now we know like an Overwatch character must always have like a mandible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it feels like thought out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Mandibles are key. <laughs> just though, I love the, the fact that the whole cast of Overwatch has mandibles. That's like, <laughs> I just love that. It's like mandible representation is so important. <laughs> It's in their show Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Buck Wild. Like, it feels like they, um, at times it just feels like they wanted to make, a, like, a movie, <laughs> like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Because, like, there's so much, like, content that they make for that game that is just, like, animated stuff introducing the characters or, like, just talking about what they do over Christmas or, like, it's, like, I think this game is just funding their, like, Pixar movie. But it's also, like, my whole theory of, like, the things – like, I kind of think that for something to be – not for something to be – but, like, I want to feel like anything that you are, like that, – that a person made that's, like, culture or whatever, that they – they like painted the back of it too, like like that that they put in like love and attention mm-hmm. and thought into parts that you're not going to see, but the fact that they're there is going to make it better. And it's weird with Overwatch because like a lot of it's like insanely goofy, but like I'm just it, I don't know I feel better. I just like knowing that about it. Like I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's very fleshed out, um, but not in a way of like um, you know having a whole like lore encyclopedia or anything they just sort of release these little bits or like like hitman's fleshed out but it's like i don't really care about the fleshing out they're like agent 47 was betrayed by diana in 1922 but this is like fleshed (laughs) out like the the spider lady and like the gorilla man used to date but they broke up because of like the pillow guy like it's just like Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And it's funny because the game itself, there's like no, like there's the most story there is when you're playing the game is when the characters will talk to each other before a round. Other than that, it's just like, oh, there's like, there's six gorillas fighting six robots, I guess. Um, But yeah, it's like somebody has like a bunch of G.I. Joes and then there's like another (laughs) kid in the house who's made up complicated backstories for them. Yeah. It just feels good. Like it just, I don't know. Because I think sometimes those games can feel kind of like jockey, actually. Like, mm. you know, like Halo feels like football to me. Sure. Like, in a way. Yeah. But it's like too weird to feel that jockey. It is. I agree. Although I like that they have they have these characters that like it's really clear that they put them in to like appeal to to those kinds of players. So like you have oh, your yeah. you have your your Reapers and your McCrees, and then like the fans um, take those characters. And like, like McCree is like a cowboy with like a dead shot and like a belt that says Bamf on it, 
And the fans basically took that and were like, he's never seen a horse before. He eats sand and he's gay. Like, and like, I'm sure there are kids or like people who are like, yeah, McCree's so badass. But like the way that people take that stuff up has been so funny and interesting too. It just makes me happy. It just makes me really happy. Were you ever a big Halo person? No. I mean, like, I remember I was like, video games are so weird because, like, they were like, I felt like they were this nerdy, they were like a thing that I liked that I I thought it wasn't, like, not like it wasn't okay, but like I knew I liked them more than was ever going to allow me to be cool and I wanted to be cool and that like wasn't and I always thought that I was going to find a way to be cool which like didn't happen but like so I thought video games were like what you did you know like we used to like sneak into my my friend's dad was a college professor so they had like a fast land so we would like mm-hmm. bring our like desk like giant home desktop computers to the college on the weekend and like play land games because it was fast like so then but then like Halo was like the game where it was like when I got to college or when I started like hanging out at in high school, like going to college stuff, like the frats played Halo and it was really confusing mm. for me. Um, I mean, not really confusing, but I was like, oh, do you know what I mean? It was like the kids like Madden liked Halo. So I never yeah, yeah. I wanted to be good at it because I wanted to beat those kids. But I didn't I never loved it. It never felt I don't know. It was also like they were really like I think the more simple, like not complicated version is like it, it's a hard game and people are really good at it. So it's not <laughs> that fun to play. You know, I do know. I um yeah, that's super real. I did get really into Halo 2 when I was in high school. You would have um, destroyed me. Right. I Well, right. I was like pretty good. Um, I mean, not I'm not going to claim I was great or like top anything, but a friend of mine and I just like played team over like the whole summer. And uh, we ended up getting like pretty good, I think. Um, and Who then would you I, play against? Just like strangers, just like climbing that ladder, you know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was like it was cool. Anyway, the 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 upshot of this story is that we're gonna play Overwatch together, and yes. uh, it's gonna be good. I have some other people lined up as well, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole thing. It's gonna be great. Hey, friends. Uh, This week, Woodland Secrets is sponsored by The Sun and the Wayward Wind. Regular listeners may remember that in the past, I have read out messages for projects that have been sponsors of the show. Uh, This week, we're trying something a little bit different. I am joined this week by the organizers of The Sun and the Wayward Wind, Paloma and Sunmi from the Dandelion Wine Collective. Hello. Hi. Tell me a little bit about this book, about the anthology. The Sun and the Wayward Wind is a full-color comics and illustration anthology full of new and reimagined legends and lore. It was kind of built around this idea where we both really love uh, storytelling and we also really like the unique form that shared stories in a culture take where a lot of times it's about the mundane with something amazing like inserted into it. Um, And so we really wanted to ask a a group of really just amazing uh, artists. A lot of them, this is their first or their second uh, published work that they've ever made um, to kind of take that theme and, and to create new stories and to create um, new myths and legends. Uh, And we kind of put it to the geographic area of North America because that was both what we know 
And also we wanted to kind of make it a little bit more concise. Right. And what I like about that is, is you have this very sort of tight theme um, in one sense, but it's also very expensive. I mean, you have uh, stories that are very diverse in terms of the content, um, but also like the artistic styles. Like I was flipping through a preview that you sent me and just like the sheer range of, of stories and visual art on display is really stunning. Yeah, we're really <laughs> proud of the work that our artists have put out for this. Yeah. So people can contribute to this Kickstarter to help the book get made. And obviously, one of the things that they can get from doing that is a PDF uh, or physical copy of the book. What are some of the other things that you have on offer for, for uh, contributors? So our rewards include a postcard set with exclusive new illustration work from three of our comics contributors in the book. Sarah Webb, Anju, and Raven Warner. We also have three creature-themed patches by three illustrators that we brought onto the project, uh, Bingling Hu, uh, Sarah Batchelder, and Natalie Padberg-Bartu. Also, along with these rewards, we have a lot of artists offering commissions. Um, a lot of these artists uh, haven't done commissions or don't usually do commissions. And uh, as of right now, uh, a lot of them are being quickly taken. So I would suggest you go and you look and see if there's anyone that catches your eye and grab it before it's too late. We talk about comics a lot on the show, and I know a ton of our listeners are really into indie comics and are a lot of them are always looking out for like new and upcoming voices. So if this project sounds as interesting to our listeners as it does to me, how can they find out more about it? Uh, we have our Kickstarter link in the show notes below. Please check out our Kickstarter and also our website, which has links to all of our social media and more information about our previous books. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and for being sponsors of Woodland Secrets this week. Um, I am so excited to see this book when it comes out, and I hope all of our listeners uh, head over to the Kickstarter page and take a look. Thank you so much for having us on. Thanks, Merit. I have, like, I have not planned almost anything, so I'm, like, I just want lots of unstructured video game time. I actually wish there were more. <laughs> I've been, like, playing a lot, so there's not, like, I wish there were other games I feel like I would like, saved to play i don't think i really have that but i'm down to play like lots of overwatch i just started playing um because i like co-op games i think like i mean i like multiplayer things especially if they're team-based but they're still stressful in a way that co-op games never really are to me um yeah and co-op games i think are really fun to watch as well for streaming so like i started playing a game called titanfall 2 <gasps> I played Titanfall 2. I really like... Well, I played a lot of Titanfall and a little Titanfall 2. I really like it. I didn't know it's, that it was co-op. Yeah, I don't know if they added that later on because it came out like about a year ago, but they added like a co-op mode where you're just in your robots and you're fighting other people, I guess, or not other people, like other, uh, like, you know, bots or something. Um, but yeah, that game is wild. Um, it's really fun. Just the dynamic of sometimes you're going to be in a giant robot and sometimes you're going to be running around wishing you were in a giant robot is really <laughs> enjoyable. I like it. And I, I didn't realize, like, because I've just been playing the the uh, single player, like, story mode. And um, I didn't realize that, like, the robots were people, kind of. Um, like, they can move around on their own. Like, I thought they were just, like, suits. Um, oh, yeah. that's so, like, It's really fun. It's just like, hey, friend, come here. I'm going to jump inside of you. Um, and then we're going to fight. Like, yeah, it's together. like a giant dog that has lasers and like is very loyal and deadly. It's yeah. really, it's really great. <laughs> it's a, it's a really neat idea. I do like it a lot. 
So yeah. um yeah, we'll find we'll find stuff. We'll find stuff. Okay. That makes you feel good about summer. <laughs> yeah, just stay inside. <laughs> just like get some get some fucking PlayStation going. Um yeah. yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. I mean summer's like we're at the end of July. So um I know. I have like are you a summer person or not a summer person? Uh not really. Um, I don't like heat or like. Oh, the... that will make you not a summer. That's like yeah. the primary ingredient. That's the main. I guess that is the main criterion is like warm. Like if no, then no summer. <laughs> are, do, are you a big summer fan? I love it. I love it so much. Like I think about it all year and like <laughs> I, and as soon as it starts, I feel like it's ending. And like Uh-oh. I like I really I was like, I was, I, I, we were talking about it yesterday. I was talking with a friend I work with, and I was like, the two things I think about being scared about the most are my parents dying and summer ending. And oh, she was God. like, didn't know what to do with either of those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but winter's cool, too. <laughs> I, don't know, I lived in Montreal for a little bit and, um, like, for college, and I, and I think, and it was so winter. Like, it was so the extreme winter experience, and I think it, it just made me more whatever I am. It's bad out there. Um, oh, it's bad. It gets it's real bad. cold. Yeah. In a way that like is like because it's like you can't actually people it sounds like hyperbole so you can never communicate it to people like there's like what it means to actually live in a place that's like where it's like no this is like an extreme real thing that like, people are like yeah yeah yeah. Everyone should get sent there for a little bit. Yeah. No, I agree. Um it's it's not not ideal. I'm not really a winter person either. I'm like, I like fall and spring, I think. Because they're mild? Because you're not in any sort of combat with the world in them? Yeah, yeah, because you're not in combat with the world. And like fall, I guess like I was a student for so much of my life that like it feels, I don't know, like a little melancholic in a way that I appreciate. It's like a good time to listen to like some of my favorite albums um it feels very like a reflective it feels like the start of the year to me more so than january do you think there's ever a point where you don't feel cool <laughs> rhythms in your life or i don't know stay? people must right because like i've had to train myself like i am i've been out of school for years and i've had to train myself to like to not think of september as the start of the year i always feel i i was not very good at school and i didn't like it very much and so i i still feel anxiety in september and then like joy where i'm like you don't have to go back you really don't have to go like i oh, i still feel like i'm like out, got out of something were you a um did you like school i hated it um up until oh, college no. when i was like pretty good at it um i don't know like yeah i really fucking hated school and like looking back i'm like wow i faked like a lot of sick days um to just like not have to go to school. Like it it just really sucked and like I never felt like I was like getting anything out of it. Um it was just like this horrible experience and I felt really guilty about that for a long time until I was like um like I just felt like it made me like dumb or something and then I was like oh wait yeah like not liking this really particular experience of education like doesn't mean anything about your quality as a person. It just means that this didn't work for you and like it doesn't work for a lot of people. But did you get, like, were you getting signals from not in, like, because, like, you, you, how do I ask this question? 
Okay, if you're if you're a smart person, or like if you don't want to call yourself a smart person, but if you're like a person who likes idea stuff and writing and talking about ideas, and you hate school, but you're still pursuing ideas on some level, like did you have some sign from somewhere else that like, oh, you might not like school, but you're gonna like these things at all? Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I was basically just saved by um by having really good college professors because like. I I don't know. I mean, I was good at some stuff. Like, I knew I was, like, pretty good at writing and, like, had, like, an eye for some of that. And, um, but it was just, like, kind of miserable. But by the time I, like, got to college, because it was sort of, like, I didn't really have a backup plan in mind. Um, and my family, like, was really pushing me hard because um, I was, like, first generation in college. Um, wow. So I, uh, I got to college and was like oh we're talking about stuff that i find interesting and also there are people here who are like encouraging me to like do stuff that is like compelling to me um so like i guess i like school after all and then (laughs) then i went to grad school which i don't recommend um unless you have like a very good reason but uh i mostly i went for the same reason as i went to college because like i wasn't sure what else i would do um and uh and by that point i was like oh no i am actually like very good at this and i'm like pretty smart and um i can adapt to these situations really quickly uh but i hate them so i left grad school why why was what why was grad school bad when college uh, was good cuz it should yeah. have been more good cuz it was like right right well there definitely were parts of it that were really i think no that's not true i liked grad school um, like I liked the experience of being in grad school. I did not like I looked forward to the experience of being an academic and I did not enjoy that that thought. Um, I was like, this has been a great few years where I haven't been paying for this because I got a tuition waiver um, because I have a job like working as a TA. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been uh, it's been fun. I did a lot of just like reading that I wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise um, or maybe just wouldn't have done. Um, I got to teach for a while, which I really loved. Um, I got to like hang out with some really smart people. And also, if I have to spend the rest of my life writing journal articles that like no one is going to read, I will lose my mind. Um, so it was like, grad school is great. And like the idea of grad school is really cool. But like the where the place that it leads I was just like, nothing. That's not for me. Did it feel weird to step off the track? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like a big thing at the time. This was like years ago at this point, but it was just like, um, it was like a big thing of like, wow, I'm quitting this thing. I mean, I got an MA, so like it's something, but um, it was like, I'm quitting something. That's like such a big deal and stressful. Um, then I was like, wait, no, actually quitting things is like really great. Like <laughs> I'm a bit big advocate of quitting. Um, I think people um there's a a kind of person that carry carries on in something long past the point when it was a much better (laughs) idea to quit and i am that kind of person and that was sort of one of the turning points at which i realized that and was like i just have to stop doing this and i have to like um so you are that kind of person as well like oh god yeah 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 no oh god (laughs) yeah because it's um ah, because it's scary and because you're like what if i'm wrong yeah like it's just bad. It's it's like a, yeah, and it, I, yeah, no, totally. We'll stay. Um, yeah, 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 and it's weird because like, um, you know, 
there's a the, what's it called like opportunity cost like you can there's like something about cost. a situation sunk cost right it's like you're like well I would have had to have been a real chump to have not stopped doing this painful thing six months ago <laughs> uh, so clearly there's something good about it God yeah no totally yeah with work stuff like that and like also it's just like I feel like one of the worst things is like um want you want to have a you want to have like a sentence that you can say at like Thanksgiving, you know, like, what are you up to? And you're like, I'm this like understandable thing, you know, like I'm in grad school. I'm like, I'm like on a, don't worry about me. Like everything's okay. And like the fear yeah. of just having like not a story for a little bit is really scary. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Actually, I want to ask you a question about that because, um, what do you tell people that you do? Um, oh, what, like, yeah. do you say, I'm a podcaster. Do you say like, I'm a broadcaster, I'm in radio. Um, what, what do you, because I've been faced with this situation before um, recently. And sometimes if you say, oh, I, I produce podcasts or whatever, people will be like, I understand that sentence that you just said. And sometimes yeah. they'll be like, I don't know what that is, much less how you make money from it, much less like what a podcast is. Um <laughs> Uh, I, so it's funny. It's funny how hard, I mean, not hard, <laughs> but just tricky it is. Like, so what I've found is that I try to vary the the answer based on who's asking the question and I'm always wrong. So like, <laughs> if it's like somebody, if it's like one of my parents' friends, they're like, what are you doing these days? I assume they're not really going to understand. They're like, well, I'm, I'm working on a thing. It's like a radio show, but it's on the internet, blah, blah, blah. And now there is like a podcast. You think I'm stupid? Like, like a podcast. You're working on a podcast. Yeah. But then if I say a podcast, people either don't know what it is or they think it's like um, they don't see how it would be a job. So they're like, they're like, okay, but what do you do? <laughs> like, I, that's fine. Um, it's yeah, I, it's. It's uh, it's weird because I used to work in radio and it was like the most understandable thing. It was like everybody knows what radio is. And mm-hmm. like the and like. It, no, it's weird. Does it it does it. And I don't mean to say like it doesn't like stress me out. It's just it's a weird thing to not have an answer that's ever going to work. I mean, does it stress you out? Um, I, I don't know if it's stressful. It's like something where sometimes I'll just say something else. What um, do you say instead? Sometimes I say I'm a writer, which, like, isn't untrue. Like, that, that is also true. Um, but then they're like, oh, what do you write? And I'm like, oh. Oh, God. No. I yeah, I, I'll say I'm a journalist. It's the same. It's like, where do you write? And I'll be like, oh, I don't really write. It's like I make a thing. I'll just start asking people what they've heard of, and then I'll, like, try to get to it through that. It's like, it's sort of like stuff. If you listen to NPR ever, it's, like, kind of NPR stuff. But it's different. But um, it's like that. And then... Usually people don't want to know that much. Usually I realize I'm talking past the way they want to know. <laughs> yeah. People are just being polite. <laughs> You're like, yeah. well, you know, there was a big split in, in the, you know, I don't know if you heard about cereal, but <laughs> like, they're like, please God. stop. Ugh. Yeah. But it's weird. I think it's like a lot of like the people that we know and the work we like and whatever. It's like a lot of people doing things that are not – um if they're they might be cool and they might be exciting, but they're not they're hard to explain outside of the small, awesome group of people who need like no explanation about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think like for my yeah, it's just a weird little there's like a lot of just like new jobs that that like have sort of analogs with old jobs, but like not totally. 
Yeah. And like, there's a lot of things where you where you'll find out about somebody that you've never heard of, and it seems like the weirdest, like, nichest thing. And then you look at like their Twitter, and it's like four hundred thousand followers <laughs> for like. The Blork cast or whatever. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I have to assume. I mean, it depends. Sometimes I'll see someone I've never heard of and they have a million followers. And I'm like, oh, but what's your ratio, dog? And it's like they're following a million people. I'm like, "Mm, those are all robots, aren't they? Or like you just follow every single person on Twitter, don't you? Um, Because those people are always like social media genius, superstar, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I have how can I not have I mean I know I don't know everything I'm like I am very much in a tiny bubble of the internet the tiny corner based on like where I am and like what I do but like there's no way you have a million followers and I don't know who you are like no, what, is, what are you trying to do what are you trying to pull they're always like a they always are like a music producer DJ yes or like DJ. a producer it's yep 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 and yep, their yep. Twitter bio sounds like a manic episode like it's like <laughs> the most exciting super crazy full of sunshine first thing and you're like oh god okay oh my and they god. and yeah they follow like they they're followed by a million people and they follow like three million yep and they're verified they're always verified how did they get I mean anyway I'm verified so anyone can get verified and they're just I'm I got verified in order to drive down the value of verification. <laughs> um i i got verified because i worked at a and i worked at a news organization and they were like anyone here can get verified and i was like totally just like yeah 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 there's a club i want to be in the club whatever the club is like please let me in the club <laughs> no i mean same same yeah uh yeah it is i mean the discounts are great um the, oh my God. the exclusive the, the... lounge at the airport for verifieds is like unbelievable there's a ball pit um, you can smoke inside, which is really nice. It's so cool. We actually get actually... on separate planes. Um, <laughs> they sort of just like lead you off at the last minute. You get on the Nobody real plane. Notices. The real plane is so much better too. It's like you. There's room. Like there's like three seats on the whole thing. It's really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly a... wasteful, but it is worth it for us. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who uh, who built a ball pit in his bedroom. Wow. Yeah, and then was like he was—he's really great, but he's not—he doesn't really like tomfoolery, and so he'd be like, he's "Like, don't get in the ball pit. You're gonna make oh it gross." Oh my god! What? Okay, I just um, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is my like really detailed uh, model train set. I'm not really a details person. Um, I'm not really into like any of this stuff, but like, I did spend a lot of time like setting this up to scale. I think it was like there was a person who he thought he might want to be one day and that person would have loved that ball pit. But like he wasn't that person, but he built it. It was like you would open his bedroom door and it was just like the door wouldn't open all the way and it would like stop. And then you're like, what? And you'd look around the door and it was like kind of the size of like a very generous coffin. And then he built it and like framed it out. And then it was just like, I guess you can buy ball pit balls on eBay. Wow. Wow. I mean... Yeah, that is any of the aspirational building project. Who among us has not been or like the aspirational purchase? Like this is the kind of person I'm going to be one day or want to be. Oh, God, I have a I got a soap dispenser. I was like, I'm going to be a person that has like, you know, when you go to a hotel. (laughs) Sorry, I have soaps. Explain like a wall mounted. Yeah, I was like, that'll be. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And then 
you know, like I'm like not handy. And so it was like it, it, I got it at Target and then it was like you can um, – I've been like really getting into going to Target. But like it was like you can drill this into the wall or just like hang it up with these adhesive strips, which in my brain I was like, oh, it's really weird that you could just tape something heavy to a wall in a shower and it would work. And it doesn't work. And so after <laughs> like two days, there's just like terrifying clatter at two o'clock in the morning. And then I was like, oh, I probably just have to stick it on the wall again. And then I have it again. And now it's just like it's, it's like constituent parts are just in a bowl by a shower, <laughs> like taunting me. And like the shampoo and it's kind of like dried up. It's so. Oh, my God. Like, there's nothing worse than just like evidence of the dumb little idea you had of who like. The, like, slightly better version of yourself, which also, yeah. a soap dispenser? Like, how is that better? <laughs> I I mean, I support making your place more like a hotel. <laughs> I mean, I love being in a hotel. Why wouldn't I love that being my home? Well, I also want one day to have, when you go to a hotel and they have the bathrooms where the whole thing's just like a shower. Yeah. That's what I want. That's really, that's Wait, like, the whole room? Yeah. I was at a hotel and you go into the like bathroom and there's just a drain in the middle of the floor and a shower head in the center of the ceiling and you're just in a shower but there's like a toilet in the shower and like a sink in the shower i was like this why don't they make the whole room a shower wow i will say i once lived somewhere i lived in student housing in england where uh it was like i there were like two rooms and they were like connected by a bathroom and I say, oh, yeah. I say bathroom, uh, that's generous because it was a cubicle with a toilet and a shower pointed at the toilet. Um, so I guess you could sit, like, you could like sit there, <laughs> like one of the shower seats that they sometimes have in a hotel. But like, it was like, if someone used the shower, then you would like come in and the, the whole bathroom cubicle would be like wet. It was, it didn't feel like it was a mess. Luxurious. Didn't feel luxurious. Like... No. <laughs> No. Oh God, student housing. It's bad. Yeah, I man, I never want to go back. I I like didn't I didn't graduate college, but I was like very close to graduating college. And there was a while where I thought like, well, you know, if nothing works out, like I'll try to finish. And like, and like up to a very recent time, I I was like still like I'd forgotten that I hadn't like updated my plan B, and I was like in some like worry state and I was like, well, whatever, I'll just, I'll just go finish my BA. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you got to do is to stay on that grind until you get an honorary degree. Oh God. That's a long grind. That's a very long grind. I mean, I mean is it? Yeah. <sighs> I think so. Who gets honorary degrees? Uh, the presidents. Yeah. That feels like, <laughs> that, feels like <laughs> that used to be a very hard job to get. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. Um, no, it's – I have dreams still about like, oh, I missed a credit in high school, so I got to go back. And then I'll like be back and then like halfway through the dream be like, wait, I have a grad degree. And they can't take that away from me. So like, fuck this. Like, I'm leaving. But it's so <laughs> stressful. And we're back I, on yeah. stress. I know. I I blame myself. I I think like it's like my my just like – a gravitational pull is like I feel like the only two vectors I have are like bored and stressed like I don't know how to be alive without just like perceiving the world as like I don't know 
It's yeah. me. It's me. I'm sorry. What are it's you? Okay. What is the next thing that you're looking forward to? That's like relaxing and the nice. Next thing that I'm looking forward to. Um. Well, this is my last thing for today, basically. So I'm gonna go. I am gonna go. Oh, I, actually, I'm watching a seal video that's on my timeline right now, and it's very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, people say video content is bad. They haven't seen auto playing seals just slapping themselves. Um, <laughs> No, I'm gonna. I'm done for the weekend, so I'm looking forward to to that. I was working for it, and now it's it's here. So I'm gonna, yeah, play some play some games. Uh, maybe leave the house. I've done that today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what is the next big thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, I don't know. You know, not being hot out. I I, I ha- I'm just so focused on like the day to day lately. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I should have dreams or something. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Who needs it? Who needs it? Well, it shouldn't make you feel worse. Like it shouldn't feel like. I don't know. No. It's also just if you like. Yeah, I was like, we were working on um. We were working on this story. We're working on, I was working on a story that's like really fun. I'm like really excited about it. And like, even though it's going to, I'm going to be working on it, it won't come out before vacation. And like, it's just like, like, you know how basically like the reason you work is because, or the reason you try to work you love is like, sometimes there's those moments where you just like disappear into it and you're whatever. And Mm -hmm. there's, I needed to get in touch with somebody for it. And they were just, it was really hard to get in touch with them. And it, it wasn't for any clear reason. Like it wasn't like they were like mad or like had anything to hide and they they just like would never be at their office. I was like, why are they never at their office? Like what is going on? It was like I'd like forgotten like I forgotten just like how they they have a job that there's like no reason it should feel fun. Mm-hmm. And I just forgotten that feeling of like truly not just like, oh, you're not getting to do your dream job, but like the really, really tough job. Like the the just like your boss is a jerk. Like you're you are literally like like what people write songs about where you're like staring at a clock. Like I'd forgotten <laughs> It's, like, actually been, like, a minute since I had that feeling. And I don't know. I feel like it's okay to be, like, a lot of my focus is in my work because, like, I really like to do it, even if I like to complain about it. Yeah. No, same. Um, it's it's cool. It is, like, a real luxury, I guess, to have uh, work that you that you love. Um, even, like, intermittently. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was your, like, worst hell job? Worst hell job. Damn hell job. Um, what was it? I think probably working at a Tim Hortons. Really? Yeah, really. Like you're surprised that it was so bad. Well, I wouldn't. It's not like a like. Not that I. Not that I'm like. Oh, Tim Hortons would have to be the best place in the world. But I. Do, I wouldn't walk in and be like, this is definitely the worst place. Uh. Well, I did work overnight. So oh. um, that was not great. Um, pros, pros though, I stole a lot of food, um, but cons, sometimes my manager would come in in the morning and, uh, yell at me for stealing food, um, (laughs) that they were going to throw out anyway. That's so bad. It's not great. Um, and then also my, my schedule just covered the first hour of, of rush hour and it was a Tim Hortons drive through that was like Right by the highway, oh. uh, like right by the 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 highway to Toronto from my hometown, 
So that was bad. I, my was sleep bad. schedule was, my brain was like completely destroyed. Um, it was like, it was awful. Um, just like you never really, maybe if I had done it longer, I would have gotten used to it. But like, I would like go to work. I worked like 10 to 5, 10 to 6, I think. So um, and uh, I would come home and sleep right after work. Um, and then I would get up after like eight hours and then I would have a few hours and then I would have to go to work again, which is like, I feel like it's a real disruption of like the typical rhythm of like up work, sleep, like up work time, sleep. It was like an inversion of that in a way that felt really horrible. And it just felt like I was constantly working. Um, and uh, when you're totally pulled off any cycle of like anybody else in your life who you would want to hang out with or see. Oh, like, yeah. Like... Yeah. 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 I had like a few hours in the evening before work when I was able to see people. So uh, that was my worst one. What about you? Um, I think actually American Apparel was like really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, um, no. Wait, that wasn't the worst. Um, there was like, there, this wasn't like a real job. Like it was like a job when I was like a kid, like junior high, like summer job where I was like doing, it was like there was some golf course in like a couple suburbs over and a friend of mine got a job being like a groundskeeper there. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, we'll get to be outside and like, I don't know, push a lawnmower around. And that place was bad. It was like bad, like just like, I feel like, okay, the two kinds of bad jobs are you're under the thumb of a cruel person. Yes. Um, which is like a lot of them. Or the job makes you have a bad view of humans because like you're always interacting with like the people that come into your job come in in a moment where they're, you know, just not in a good place. Yes. And so that one, we almost never, like the people at like the country club or whatever, we weren't going to see them, but the bosses were pretty like, they're just not nice people and they were bad to us and they were bad to the people that worked there longer american apparel it was just like there's something about that place where i mean r.i.p i guess but like (laughs) people came in real weird there yeah like yeah like i think like they like, when it first, like, pre, when there was, like, a few Dove, like, things were known about Dove, but not in the, like, big way. But it was still, like, <sighs> okay, this is not going to make any sense. When I was a kid, I went to a Quaker high school. Uh-huh. Um, this is such a terrible explanation of why American Americans <laughs> <laughs> were. Go on. So Quakers do this thing called meeting for worship, where... Once a week, the religious service you do is you go into a big room and you sit down. And rather than like a preacher preaching a sermon or whatever, everybody sits there. And if you want to say something, you stand up and you just like say it mm-hmm. and then you sit down. And it was great. But but the thing was, because it was like a, a weird thing that a lot of people doing it had never experienced. And there was no like standard feeling of like what would be appropriate there. People would sometimes <laughs> say things that were really bonkers and inappropriate. Like – just like settling feuds or like mm-hmm. like a bunch of high school kids being like like talking about like weird acid trips they'd had or just like they didn't know how to deal because there's like no script. And so at American Peril, I think that because it felt like, oh, here's this company that's like 
you know, it's like kind of like very basic clothes that remind you of maybe like the gap, but then like there's like sex in the advertising that like reminds you of like porn. It was like customers would come in and just like not know how to behave in a in a they were just like the oh, rules God. are crazy here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no. So you just saw weird stuff. And also like I think the particular store we served it was in Montreal and it was like kind of like a it was a mix of people with a lot of money not behaving super well, like just being like mean and demanding. And then like a lot of people um I don't know if they had money or didn't have money, but a lot of people just stealing a lot. And it was weird to be like, have you ever had a retail job where people steal from you all the time? Mm, I don't – I mean, I wasn't paying attention when I have had those jobs, so um, not well, that I tr- know of. People would be like, I need – if they wanted to steal, I, like, worked by the changing rooms. And, like, my job was, like, just, like, go get this, go get that. And so people want to steal. A lot of times what they do is they, like, demand a lot of things. Uh-huh. And be like, I know you're stealing. Like, I wish you would just steal. <laughs> I don't even care. But, like – I don't know. It was it was a combination of like strange behavior from people, a lot of theft. Um, I don't know. It was a place where nobody knew how to act, and all the managers were really young, and so sometimes people were not nice. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend going back in time and working at American Apparel in a retail store. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson, and actually, that's. That uh, will seek very well into our next and final segment uh, on the show, which is called Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. A segment where we do recommend things. So um, so you will, I assume, not be recommending uh, going back in time and working at American Apparel. Um, but in terms of things that you can recommend or that I can recommend, it can be anything. Um, it can be... A piece of media, it can be something you do, it can be a place, it can really be as, you know, just like go wild, just like, just play with the space. Um, It's about the things you don't recommend, you know? Uh, So uh, I I may have neglected to tell you about this, so I can go first or you can. Um, I I got it. I got it. No, you go first. You go first. I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to recommend a series of videos on a little website I like to call YouTube. I've heard of it. It's called the Dead Mall series. Uh-huh. It's by this guy, Dan Bell. And there's like 40 plus videos in this series so far. And it's just like sort of like slow pans through abandoned and like just dead malls. Um, just like oh, around cool. around like the mid Atlantic, um, there's just like dead Kmart's, um, just like malls, just with stores storefronts that are just totally closed down. Um, sometimes there are people walking around. Sometimes they're just totally empty. It's like a really good series. Um, the cinematography and like the the music and everything is like really well done. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend checking them out so that'll be me for this week i should have gone first because i would have been less intimidated because that's like a good recommendation (laughs) it's totally okay i just came up with that i forgot about this segment too and i was like that doesn't make it better (laughs) i gotta have something (laughs) uh okay uh i want to do a really good one hold on let me look at my web browser yeah dude that's what i did i looked at my um my reading list 
You know what? Hold on one sec. I think I have something. So I'm not going to pretend that I've already consumed this thing. I actually haven't, but I know that it's going to be good, so I feel safe about it. Um, okay, so there's this thing called Radio.Garden. Uh-huh. And it's a website, and you go to it, and it just gives you, like, a lo-fi image of a globe. And you can spin the globe and just listen to, like, radio from wherever it lands. Ooh. Um, it's, like, the kind of thing that, like— when my life enters a brief and joyful unstructured period, oh, I just opened it and started sprouting live radio streams. That is like, like I would like to sit in a room for an afternoon and like spin a globe and listen to radio. My actual recommendation is that like I've been sleeping <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like it is wild. Like it feels like, like if, if everybody had started out just like, if nobody knew about sleep and you were the first person to figure out about sleep, you would sound like a genius. Like sleeping like a good amount and being nice to yourself sleeping. Like it's crazy. I, I have think not you would I think years. you would sound like a lunatic. You, you would sound like a lunatic. I just <laughs> felt I just felt unconscious for twelve hours and hallucinated. <laughs> Hell and it, made, it made me really cheerful and focused for the rest of the day. Like I always forget and like I drink too much caffeine and whatever, but like the past week, like I've been on a better thing and it's like it's wild. People are like People asked me if I was on a diet, which I like. I was like, I just, I just slept. <laughs> it's important. It's important, and it's so smarmy to say. So nobody does it. I mean, I'm sure somebody's doing it. I'm obsessed with a podcast I want to do one day. Is like those executives that say um, that are like, oh, I sleep for like five hours a night or like four hours a night, and I get up and like do push-ups when I get out of bed. I want to do a podcast where you call them very early in the morning and see if they pick up their phones. Ooh. Don't you think that would be good? Yeah. That would be good. Also, did you know there's a website where you can plug in someone's Twitter handle and it tells you what their sleep pattern is? I did not know that. It's really weird. I was doing it to Donald Trump. It was enjoyable. <laughs> God, mine would like not be great. Although I'm getting better at it. I am um trying to have more of a schedule. I think that's Is important. the scheduling thing helping with being nice to yourself stuff? I think a little bit. You know, baby I think steps. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like deciding what you want your life to actually be instead of just feeling like you're like tugged through whatever weird, scary feeling you feel in the moment. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe that's a good place to wrap things up i feel like we got to a more positive place i feel like we did too. i think that was you i think i think we like we i think we averaged out more to where you were which is very good <laughs> uh well thank you so much for coming on this was so great and uh, we've been wanting to do it for a minute and i'm glad we finally were able to make that happen thanks for having me yeah and enjoy your well-deserved break I will. Um, well, this will be the we'll be hearing this in the future. So maybe I didn't. But like, I think that I did. I'm pretty sure that I did. I think you did. I think we played Overwatch and we became professional Overwatch players. And oh, we, that was great. It was so great when that happened in the past, which is the future. Um, but for now, I will um, I will talk to you later and uh, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Merritt. Woodland Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay 
and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>